Hello and welcome to another episode of Sorry You're In My Seat. I am this week's co-host James and I'm joined by the splendiferous Esther. Hello there. Uh, unfortunately this week Aaron is clubbing, doing illegal drugs, witness tampering. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's, Which he's, film are we ripping off this time? He's, he's whizzy. No, I, do, I don't know what I was doing. I was just, oh, just, I was just talking. Going for it. Just talking. It's you and me, Bass. We're just going to... We're going to spitball. We're... We're going to have some ideas, we're going to talk about some stuff, we've seen a movie, <laughs> maybe we've seen some... <laughs> we know that the concept of the movie is still, so that qualifies us. The problem is, I've been ill recently. You have, and endlessly when, ill. And BBC have gotten rid of Marry Me. It's not, it's not on the iPlayer anymore, so I hope you've checked it out when you had a chance. Luckily, we have access to Disney+, Plus, and uh, luckily, you don't like the film Avatar, which has been my ill film. Which you've watched, despite complaining about. So, you, so just so everybody knows, Avatar excessively long. So James has a habit of putting on horrific films and then leaving. <laughs> then yeah. Leaving the room. <laughs> or skipping to the end. So this week's um, disaster of a movie was the one and only Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami on the Disney Channel, which I'd never seen growing up. About the and nobody uh... had. I don't think. I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got a sequel. It's a very problematic film. It's about a bunch of Hawaiian people played by Japanese people, yep. for starters. And it's about a kid who wants to be on the right side of the mountain. He's a surfer. Wait, wait, wait. No, he's a surfer whose father, who doesn't like... Basically, the granddad is Johnny Tsunami, who's alleged. It's not in most of the film. Yeah, because he knew it was shite. Anyway, so it's an hour and a half, and I skipped about an hour of it. Did I get it right, though? I called the ending before we fast-forwarded it. That's the joy of the Disney Channel and the Disney originals before they were, you know, any good. Um, yeah, Johnny Tsunami, bit of a... But then to top it, you decided, we've done that one, we've, it was so bad we've skipped 90% of the movie. Let's watch Avatar. And? Avatar 2. <laughs> there you go. Did you enjoy them? No. Why not? Why don't you like the Avatar films? So I watched the first one in the cinema, I went with my dad, my sisters and my uncle. It's, it's, a, it's a weird film. It's not a family film. I, I don't no, really, it I, was. I remember most of the time spending the time thinking, how many times can I blink in ten seconds? Will that keep me awake? Do you know what my fa- I went to go see it with Sam, and we got there. <laughs> so we went to. This is a genuinely true story. We I got there. So. We got there. We we missed it by about seven minutes. So we haven't missed the film. We've missed seven minutes of the trailers. But I've got back then. I had a habit of if I'm paying this much for a ticket, I'm I'm watching everything. That sounds like you. Out of spite. So I was like, we're not going to do that. The next showing is an hour and a half. And we stayed in the Odeon in Lincoln for an hour and a half. First time I used the massage chair. Was your life transformed? No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been cheaper to hire someone to just randomly prod me in the back. And that's what you got me for. But um, so (laughs) So then we watched it. 3D, quite the experience. Yes, we watched it 3D. Yeah. Um, I closed... I kept alternating my eyes, so I'd close one of them just to see what it would look like in 2D. Yeah. I paid extra for the privilege of to not watch watching a film it. in 3D to see what it would look like in 2D. Got to say, though, when I first saw it in the cinema, 3D, it was amazing. Uh, when did it come out? Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't ask me. 2012. There you go. Around there. Sure. I just so took I was, a shot in the dark. So it's not. F- it's, 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 it's older than that. So but, I would have been at maximum about 14. Well, there you go. And I remember the most fun part of it was flicking the glasses on and off to see how much it would change on 3D and 2D. So I remember, so 3D is this thing that comes back every 30, 40 years where they, where they try and bring it back. It draws mm. 3. 3D was absolutely brilliant. They brought in their own goggles. It was amazing. Any noise you can hear, by the way, is Rory's joined us and is currently sniffing around to the recording studio <laughs> <laughs> after whatever he can get his mitts on. Um so you say it comes back and forwards. To me, 3D will always be Spy Kids because Spy Kids 3 came out in 3D. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Then they brought out Spy Kids 4 where the cast had changed because the kids were no longer kids. Yeah. They brought it out in 4D. Oh, is that where the chair moves and things like that? And, and y- yeah, but it's sp- worse than that because you don't get the water spraying or the chair shaking, chair shaking in Peterborough. Instead, you got given basically a scratch card and at the movie it would pause and say, scratch number four, and you could smell what sweet was in the jar. Are it you was kidding? the shittest thing I've ever experienced. I've never experienced that. I did the Marvel, I went to Madame Two Swords with uh, <laughs> Remy and Sam, 
and they had a Marvel 4D experience and, and I think the water in front sprayed water at me or the chair in front of me sprayed water in my face at one point because again I spent all this money thinking if you're in the front row what happens yeah that <laughs> like, sounds like does, yeah. does nothing spray in your face uh, on Wolverine got his claws out and the chair kind of like dug into your back as if you'd been stabbed that was actually pretty cool that's quite cool that was pretty cool no, he didn't this, actually this stab act- you this was <laughs> no, that's the, I mean that would be fucking hard. there's premium for that no this was a um, you, you, the actor was shite to begin with it wasn't the normal ginger kid. Uh, okay. Spy kids. But no, and he just Fucking stopped. Fucking in analysis for Spy Kids 3. But four. it was like opening opening up the jar and it'd be like, what's this one smell like? Well, I know what jelly beans smell like. And smelling it off a piece of paper isn't the same experience. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if it smelled different though? Like maybe jelly beans smell different to other people. Ooh. Or just put a bloody Glade Air fresh on. Or completely throw the plot out the window, sn- uh, scratch them randomly. <laughs> So you so make up your own story. Why does it smell of shit? <laughs> yeah. It, why does it smell of sweat and tears and desperation? Because it was the last Spy Kids movie. There's nothing wrong with somebody trying new things. Anyway, uh, so Avatar 3, the, hmm. oh, he was amazing. Like Compared to the other... I remember Thor, the first Thor movie I saw in 3D, and I think uh, there was no point to it. There was one scene where the hero was in the foreground and Loki sat on his on his throne in the background and that mm. did look pretty good but that one shot uh, Clash of the Titans again with Sam Worthington who I'm not a fan of um, again it was he held up Medusa's head and it was the only shot that was kind of cool in 3D but other than that it's just 3D has just been a use for filmmakers to kind of waggle something at the screen because they think as an audience we are stupid and are going to think that's going to hit us in the face whereas I remember Avatar it was the settling shots the establishing uh, shots of like um, leaves falling down yeah that was really cool I remember sat, sitting in the cinema going oh that is cool but the purpose of it was different in Avatar it was 3D to make you feel part of the world because he'd gone into a new world so yeah, exactly. that, that makes sense thematically as well but the problem is I don't own a 3D TV and the graphics are the graphics are, the, the graphics are okay but that's the thing they're, they're just okay now they're, they're, it's just like watching a substandard film it's not a good experience sat at home when I'm ill I watch bad movies that's what I do it's just bloody long. I think that's the problem. And then the second one, I did. I couldn't watch the rest well, of the it. The second one is the same storyline. They but just more they get, blue. They get kicked out of their tribe because that guy who died in the first one is back, but now as an avatar. And so they leave their tribe, of which he is chief, and they join the water tribe. But obviously, the water tribe has its own different customs. Kate Winslet's there. Don't worry, she's not in for long. Um, and they have to re-establish what it's like to be a Navi, but this time water Navi. Basically, sets up the third and fourth film because. And this is what I don't like about it. So is it going to be yeah, Avatar, 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 Avatar 2, more blue, Avatar 3, fire, Avatar 4, the next element? Do you know what's really fun is I've actually tried to set this out <laughs> organically, what we're going to talk about, and weirdly it has. Yes, that's essentially what I imagine is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're filming the third and fourth one right now with plans for five. Jesus Christ. I don't think it's worthy of a... It's, it's not a world I actually give a shit about. That's the thing. I don't care. Um, so having a established universe series in it is something that disappoints me. And I always, when I was rewatching the first one, um, the 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 security general, if mm. you like, I, I believe he's a colonel. Sorry, for you, sorry for giving you the wrong fictitious rank. Um, he talks about no, when, the ranks are real. When they arrive on Pandora. <laughs> When they, when they arrive in Pandora, he gives a big speech about how, oh, he'll, he'll eat you up and spit you out. And then, to be honest, they, nothing really happens. Like, it's not that bad. It's a, it's, the it's pretty... world is tame compared to the humans, and I think that's the point. In the second one, they go back there because they've done fucked the earth right up and they need places to live now. See, th- Which makes more sense, because then you've got an understanding that they have to survive, so they are probably going to fuck shit up, because they, they need to. Their earth's destroyed, they need to live somewhere. So then it becomes more... You could understand it, but... It sounds like Fern Gully. So what annoys me with Avatar is that they did it years before and I watched it in primary school, filmed Fern Gully, exactly the same as Avatar, got a beautiful natural kingdom, humans want to come in and get resources, they fuck shit up, they realise, oh look, the Fern Gully people are lovely, the Avatar people are lovely, well too late, we've destroyed it. But I'll tell you what the most disconcerting thing about Avatar 2, Way of the Water is is one that the teenage human navi hybrid things keep saying bro it's very irritating and i said this in my first review when i saw you out. said the same when you talked about johnny tsunami too much bro too much bro i'm gonna t- you would that make more sense in a surf movie like, i don't understand they were what, in I, vermont yes but i don't understand they're in pandora <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't make any sense but i'm gonna hit you now is 
is I love Sigourney Weaver. Why is she voicing like a nine-year-old girl? It freaks me the fuck out. It mm. freaks me out so much. Anyway, enough of Avatar, those films. I'm not reviewing them again. They're crap. I don't like them. But they were the ill movie this week. Netflix, which you and I don't own. So, yeah. it, so this is going to be fun to talk about. Live action remake of Avatar, but not the Avatar we were just talking about. There's a oh, Airbender. Airbender, which I'm going to tell you now is one of my favourite animated TV series of all time. It's brilliant. Uh, Yang going through the uh, the world, learning from the Fire Tribe, the Water Tribe, the Earth Tribe, meeting a host of interesting, brilliantly secondary characters. I love the art style. Is it already a live action? It was a film by M Night Shyamalan, and it was terrible. It was like it's probably M Night Shyamalan's worst film. The only thing I remember about it is it's the teenage. My parents liked it then. In the water temple, the queen or princess, I forget which, it's been a while since I've seen them. Another fictitious she's title. Got, she's got hair and oh, it's bad. shaped like a penis. That's the, only thing, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about it. Anyway, it's an absolutely utter terrible thing. But they've made it. They've remade it. It's a live action series on Netflix and people are split. People don't know what to do. People don't know how to think about it. I'm going to tell you now, and it's a question for you, Esther, because that's what this episode is about. It's more about questions I've got that I want you to ask answer. Why do they keep doing live action remakes? I'm talking about oh, Lion of the King, Beauty and the Beast. Lion of the King. The Lion King. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it's really what pisses me off most is Moana the live action room. You've only just bloody made it. That's a good point. Like, and but, also, what's The Rock doing? Is he live action Maui or is he a wrestler? Because he needs to stop being everywhere. I don't know about that. I, th- I think he has proven that you can. No, no, it's more a case of why. Because I'm going to tell you now, money. Yeah, but why? Big. big I refer you to my first point, money. <laughs> But it's like, my point, there's so many stories out there to be told. Tell me one. Well, can we do like a less sexist Cinderella? Um, what, you mean like a Cinderella <laughs> story? See, I set you up beautifully there, didn't I? Yeah, I haven't, had it, watched, I haven't watched it. <laughs> so we found this YouTuber that we like called Jamie French and she takes the pissed out crappy movies like a Cinderella story with Henry Duff. Check it out. Bloody brilliant. Yeah, all right. Stop promoting other people. Promote us. And We're alright, aren't we? Um, so live action remakes. Hmm. Is there anything in the? I'm picking on Disney because it's easy to do, and they keep shitting them out at a near Neolithic level of just tomfoolery. Is there any actual? Is there any actual films in their 2D library that you think could be done better as a redo? Because obviously the big one any... coming out is Cinderella. It's See, coming the... out this year. Is this is the one with uh, Gal Gadot, who's jealous of? Rachel Ziegler. Snow White. Oh, is it Snow White? I, I, I'll be honest, I suppose I couldn't I was going to say, because I've already done... Yes, you know, um, no, because I've already what done... What kind of world is Gal Gadot jealous of her? Like, genuinely. I know, I know. Um, no, so they did Snow... Uh, they did Cinderella with the girl from Mamma Mia. Hilary Duff? What? I'm joking. Oh. oh, God's sake. I have no idea. It's all right. Um, it just leaves me in mind. So they've done Cinderella, they've done Sleeping Beauty. No, they've not done Sleeping Beauty, actually, that might be the next. They've done Beauty and the Beast, is what I mean. Yes. So I think they're just trying to redo the old archives. Has that killed Emma Roberts' career? Yeah, pretty much. Because that's... No, she's now, she now makes gin with her brother. She's got a business selling gin. Yeah, fair enough, good for her. Yeah. She'll be richer than I'll ever be, more successful than I've ever been. I wasn't having a go. I just... I remember she was supposed to be the next big thing. You know, Hermione Granger, the world couldn't stop her, and now... Well, she, she finished Harry Potter and got bullied when she went to uni. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So you're fucking lived the dream of most children mm-hmm. and adults. Let's yeah, but everyone was jealous of us, so they were bully. That's stupid. Right, yeah. so live action remakes for you, not a thing? No, I can't not... be asked. Like, if the, story's... the only one that I think would be funny because it'd be a car crash is Lilo and Stitch. I've never seen it. I've not seen Hercules either. That's right. Oh. Come at me, bro. So Hercules is... I don't like, care. No, I get really <laughs> excited every time. Like, oh my God, I love this film. And then I realise, no, the film is really boring. I love the soundtrack. Wendell Pierce, who's an actor that you don't know, no. but he's been cast in Superman. I love him because he played The Bunk in The Wire. There you go, that's some news in Hollywood. The reason I bring it up is because we're going to talk about superhero films, and specifically, the state of superhero films. So, at the minute, Disney's shitting them out, you like, you wouldn't believe. DC is rebuilding their universe. Now, Aaron and I talk about this all the time. Mm, you do. However, you don't watch superhero films. You are one of the few that's no. not been brought into it. I know lately, and we'll come on to it in a second, and we have been talking about them. I am a lost fan. As in, I will watch the big ones when they come out. I watched the Marvels, didn't get it. I was lost because you. I don't want to watch 
24 hours of TV series yeah. to understand who a character is or what their power that's what the worst thing do you know when I was watching the Marvels there's this bracelets that Miss Marvel who is genuinely a very good character I wish I knew more about her but it, my understanding is there's a TV show aimed at kids and I'm not going to watch it because one I don't have the time to watch how many other episodes there are she has a bracelet and the villain has a bracelet but I don't understand like one where the bracelets come from two Plus what are their powers or three can is there a third one yeah it goes in gratitude inside joke just between you and me no one else will understand that thank you well they should watch the Brad's movie no they shouldn't no they really probably shouldn't anyway state superhero films so my thing is is it always stressed me out as a kid you're gonna watch a film where you know the origin so Superman and Spider-Man will always have the same backstory yeah that's and they're gonna follow the same it's the same story but with different characters and then there'll be differences like the reason I didn't really like Spider-Man what no, no, hear me out. As a kid, the reason I didn't really care that much was because I was like, well, is it Gwen Stacy or is it the other one? Like, who is, like, why, why are they different people? This doesn't make sense. It's a generational thing purely because when I was growing up, there was only one Spider-Man and it was Peter Parker and it, and we didn't have, like, a definitive film. We had weird TV knockoffs and we had an animated cartoon series, which was pretty awesome. Um, so we didn't have it until Tobey Maguire came. We never saw it on the big screen. So... You know, it, it was different. It's a generational thing. You've grown up with, like, Miles Morales. I've played the video games. Miles Morales is a great character. Well, no, it's more a case of... It's a comic book thing. So comic books have the canon, but they've also got very, very extensive differences. Hmm. So they can go from... They've got they've got the staples, like Uncle Ben, but then the parts of them will change, and that I never really understood. Yeah, no, I get that. But do you know, what's, what? do you know what I find what? really fascinating is a cro- the Spider-Verse series. So that's oh, from, so- from Sony Animation, but the- what you're talking about there is what they're based on. You know, like yeah. in the second one, they go to like the Temple of Spider-Man, if you will, and they've all got vague variations, but all very similar. Yes. Or they're wildly there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or there's Obviously. like Peter Parker just with a different suit. I can tell you now, it's going to going to blow your mind. The Spider-Verse series have made me prefer Miles Morales Spider-Man over over Peter Parker. I've genuinely am more it's interested. It's fresher. Yeah, possibly. And, and like, I think that's why I would never be that fussed about superhero movies is because I feel like you know who the heroes are, that's it, and then the rest is just, you know, basically play with figurines. So the big thing right now is obviously, and I've just mentioned it, is Superman. So James Gunn, who obviously directed the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, which I know that you've seen the first one and are a big fan of. I think I've seen them both. I think I'm re-watching them now. Fair enough. So he's brought he's brought his, his style, his off-the-cuff humour, his... Pizzazz. He's brought it to the DC and he's going to be creating a universe. He's starting off with Superman. Now, are you going to watch it? Now, not because I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to the cinema, do you want to come and see Superman? Uh, is any bone inside you, any muscle, any tendon, any neutron actually no. wanting to go see Superman? No, because... Is it because you've seen it before and like you said, there's not going to be that much variation. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, and that's why when it comes to Marvel, I'm a bit like... One, you got it's, it feels like you're going up against like a slog of movies, and it feels like you're running through treacle because by the time you've watched one, five more have come out, and yeah, it's so interlinked that it's just overwhelming. I'm like, no, Mara, thanks. So, I think there's a really good point to bring in now The Dark Knight. Oh my god, it was amazing! So, we watched The Dark Knight recently. One, because I like to rewatch it, two, because you've never seen it, and also I have got into the habit of watching really shit TV shows, yeah, yeah, and so- that I don't really enjoy, so I wanted something a bit fresher. So, we watched. Batman Begins, which I always find is a bit of a slog, and that's not in a negative way. Batman Begins, for me, is what you have to watch before you can watch the the amazing film that is The Dark Knight. But to be fair, I enjoyed it as it was. Even if it was just yeah. a standalone, I would have thought it was really good. No, that's really, And when I first saw Batman Begins, I thought it was brilliant. But but when you see The Dark Knight, yeah, it it's not him. really a competition. Now, I, I don't want to talk too much about Batman Begins. Fan? Liked it? Massive. Yeah, loved it. Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, depends on what I mean, that was a twist that you knew. Yeah. You knew it was him. So, obviously, in the comic books, he is immortal, but the idea in. So, Christopher Nolan, who's the director of the three mm. films, uh, tried to set it in the real world, so he uses other people. That's his immortality. So, yeah. he's always forever changing. He's a legacy. That's how it is. It's a good film. I liked mm. it, but but it is really just the breeding ground that gives birth to the my favourite comic book film of all time, my favourite character in The Joker, Heath Ledger, smashing it out of the park as yeah. The Joker, and unfortunately, spoken to death. If, if, Poor choice of words there, but we've spoken at length on this show and many other shows about how it's a great performance, it's a great film, it's a great showcase of some brilliant talent. I remember my friend Ryan saying, The Joker's not in it enough, but that's the point. That that's the if you sat in cinema and you want more of a character, then they've worked, they've done brilliantly. 
there are some sacrifices like me <coughs> watching it this time two face isn't the best i like aaron eckhart um but he's not the best but the, his role is to basically be a background character until the third act when yeah. he gets busy if you will yeah and for me not knowing who two face was it was really good to see that like flip so mm. like the coin flips his character flips and i thought that was really cool and i also thought so obviously with facebook and everything i've seen all the memes from these films like a lot of the films that you want me to see i've already seen spoilers for yeah. yeah so i know about the whole heath ledger um mock soldier thing where they said you know don't laugh at the soldiers because yeah. of their being deformed without notes again, from the movie again that's people putting their own emphasis on that it's never it's never that's never certain that's just people on the internet being wrong about things no but it's it? yeah. but it's, what i mean is going seeing that and then seeing it in context was really really good and I really enjoyed seeing how it unfolded. And do you know when we rewatched it, there was a part that I thought was brilliant, and it's when the Joker starts his campaign of fear. Yeah. And it's how everyone reacts. Like the the mayor is walking through the city for the police commissioners. Mm-hmm. So it's the scene you're actually talking about, but everyone's the whole place is in shock and they're in fear, and you know there's people at the bars watching. Anything could happen. Yeah. It becomes such a good storyline, just the amplification of fear. The reason I bring it up is because that spectacularly fails in The Dark Knight Rises. So <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises, when I'm watching it, is a very good film, and I absolutely do it. And I've said that on this podcast a number of times as well. I think Tom Hardy's a great addition as Bane. I love the character of Bane. I love the storyline of the prison, although I've always got the problem. The prison is supposed to be the worst place in the world. Why That's is right. it full of such lovely people? <laughs> They're all so nice as that. No one gets shanked. There's no extracurricular activities in the shower. It's all pretty <laughs> nice in there. Um, Probably nicer than Gotham Centre. Good shout. It is a lot better than Gotham. Um, Why well, shoot your kids on a day out in Gotham? <laughs> and no, you stay the hell away from it. But you know, Gotham itself is the city when it then becomes under the rule of Bane. Mm. It's all right, isn't it? It's like no, yeah. yeah. No one seems that fussy. Yeah, yeah it's well, all right. Yeah. Stay at home. No. Mm. Mm. It's alright, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't choose there. I mean, real estate prices are very low. What I love is obviously Bane comes in, he's like, I'm going to give the power back to the people. And everyone starts cheering him, and they're on his side. And the first thing he does is he blows up an NFL team. Well, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like, Yeah, he seems like a nice player. Yeah, I can get on board with this. <laughs> Go sports. Um, after watching The Dark Knight Rises, about it, it's about three hours after, I developed that taste in my mouth, and then I start shredding it to pieces. Mm. When I'm watching it, I actually really like it. I forget some of the memorable lines. I really like the storyline. I told you that I watched that film in the cinema, and as someone who had played the Arkham games and read some comic books, I know that uh, Talia Al Ghul is a character, and she's mm. the daughter of Ra's Al Ghul. And in the film, I just forgot. I just forgot that he was a daughter, not a man. And when you're watching the film, it doesn't hide it, does it? No, it's no. It's we were discussing. It's, the it's actress, hidden in plain sight. The kid that plays uh, the character in the gel is a, is a, is a female. That's you know, what it's, I thought it's was never weird. Hidden. So when I was watching it, I was like... I know that actress. She's from the kissing booth. Oh, I knew it was her. <laughs> so she peaked as a kid. Um, <laughs> so, do you know what? Maybe she should have stayed in the pit. <clears throat> maybe. Because um, her films are definitely in the story. You're in my seat. So what do, you think, what do you think of the trilogy? Oh, I thought it was absolutely marvellous. It was just, there was a majesty to it and there was so much depth to the world and the relationship between Gordon and... Wayne was just really fantastic and I really bought into it and I really liked it. Yeah. So, hmm. Dark Knight fan, and do you know what I like best about it? And this is something we're definitely going to agree with because it goes back to our point talking about the state of Marvel and actually, it's not just Marvel films. Wasn't it really nice to just watch three films that I know you had to, to watch the second one, you had to watch the first one, but you yeah, didn't have to watch 35 hours of other films, did yeah, you? Yeah, it was refreshing and it was nice to be able to watch it and not feel like I was missing out so when I watch them now so at the moment we're going to talk about it in a minute we're, talking, we're watching some of the Marvels yes but I wouldn't watch them unless we skipped some of them because we tried before to watch them all I think we got two in we got thought, Iron Man 2 yeah <laughs> we got Iron Man 2 when we first did it it's just it's, you just feel like you've watched one so now you're further in debt in movie debt but I don't think it's actually been as bad as you think so going on to now re-watching the Marvel we watched Iron Man a while ago didn't want to rewatch it you liked it it's fine. Robert Downey Jr. is probably perfectly cast. At a time when his career kind of needed a boost, not only did it give him a boost, but it also gave the Marvel Studio franchise yeah. a boost, which also helped them get bought by Disney, which turned them into the juggernaut now, get Kevin Feige on board, bullet point exactly what's going to happen. Wow, you've got phases and it's all marvellous and it's fantastic. I think the phases need to die, though, and this is the point I'm going to make. So you and I have watched up to the first Avengers film. 
We have indeed. And we watched The Winter Soldier after that. Which I really enjoyed. Yeah, so did I. So that's a film that's the opposite of The Dark Knight Rises. When I'm watching it, I find... Marvel's a lot cleaner. I can agree with that. Yeah, it. when I'm watching it, I don't like it. But afterwards, I realise how much I did like it. Yeah. So it's the complete opposite. But your experience. go-to when you watch a movie is to not like it. Yeah. yeah and then you're like, actually, no, do you know what? I actually did enjoy that. That's a fair point. And when we were watching John Lee Tsunami, I absolutely hated it, didn't I? Yeah, that only got worse. Um, but but what you've got now is you've, you've got phases, which I think are actually built pretty well. <clears throat> and it's what's called the Infinity Saga. You know where we're heading. We're heading to Thanos. Yeah. We're heading to the uh, Black Panther character, Thor Ragnarok. You know... It's almost Civil War. Civil, so you've got these different phases. And then what happens is after the big battle with Thanos, you've got what's now the phase four. And I just think it's disintegrated. It's too big. It is a snowball. If let's use the snowball analogy. It's gone out of control. It's too big. It's rampaging now and you think you're in charge of it, but you're not. I'm so uninterested in it. But that's the problem. The story gets too big. Yeah. It becomes, <laughs> sorry, our dog has decided to explore everything again. And it's causing a weaver to chaos. And, oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's knocking microphones over. He, he just won't be denied, oh boy. Anyway, quickly, try and save this episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we're saying. I'm so sorry. So Marvel films. There are we you, go. Are you going to be interested? So I'm, I'm bringing it up again. There's a couple of films that I do kind of want to see. I want to see when Blade comes out. Fantastic Four's just been announced. I do want to go see these. Are you, and the reason we're picking you is because you're not a fan now, would you be intimidated about joining yeah. a series that's this far in? Yeah. Do you think then that Disney have kind of failed and that all they're doing is gatekeeping their their intellectual properties to people who already like them, like myself, who was there for Iron Man, yeah, who will kind of be same. there for a Fantastic Four? It, it depends it seemed... how much you want to invest because people will watch them because they've got the big names in. People will watch them and then they'll, they'll understand all of it. They're like, oh, it's fine, I don't need to. But then again, and that brings me on to the point where we watched this third Spider-Man film. Yeah. To really, I maintain that that film is, if you're not a fan, if you've not watched Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, that film series is not good because there's a three-act film and the first two acts are a story and the third act is just fan service. Anyway, I really didn't want to talk too much about superheroes. Oh dear, what's next? Nothing. But, but whilst we've got, we just talked about a trilogy, I want you to blind rank some, trilo- <laughs> some trilogies for me. Let's do it. So, one to five again. Oh God, right. Is one bad and five good or five bad? Five no, good. one's the best. One's, one's ranking, but you're blind ranking him. So, you right. Right. so we're going to start off with the Toy Story trilogy. First three, not four, not including four. See, I've never watched one because my mum didn't like disrespecting toys. Are you unbelievable? Brilliant. Great start to this list. <laughs> no, I was in the other channel. I'd like to point um, out, Toy I'm Story 2 is genuinely one of like, the top ten three. movies of all time. Three, safe. Safe. It is safe, yes. Because you could then bring out High School Musical, which would obviously be one. Obviously. Um, the Hobbit. The Hobbit trilogy. Oh, now I want to move no, you can't Toy move Story to 2. Um, four. Four. Right. Four. The next one. The High School Musical Trilogy. No way. Get off it. Yeah, I got it. At five. Let's be real. Five. We're all in this together. The Dark Knight Trilogy. Two. Two. So it doesn't matter. You've only got one left. I I know it's going to be shite. It's going to be the worst trilogy ever, isn't it? No, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, solid. Solid. I stand by that. So you got Lord of the Rings at number one, The Dark Knight, Toy Story, The Hobbit, High School Musical. Do you know what? I stand by that. Do you know what? To be fair, I stand by that as well. I was trying to come up with trilogies that you'd seen. <laughs> that's the problem because people are like, you didn't mention Star Wars, you didn't mention Godfather. No, yeah, because no. Esther had seen him, and it's really hard. Going I lived in a cave. List, it's really hard to do. <laughs> Bear in mind, we just sat here and moaned about twenty minutes about how hard it is to watch thirty-five hours. Of, I don't watch a TV series that long, so you can imagine how difficult it is to watch a trilogy of films. Right? Did you, oh my god, our boy is destroying the house right now. Anyway, he's happy. It's grand. So here's a bit of news for you: mm. the rise of Sora. It's AI. It's a text. What? It's a text to video and image AI, which is basically putting screenwriters out of work. It's putting actors out this of work. This is all the um, protests were about, wasn't it? And it's about this protest that the rise of AI is basically there's something like sixty five percent of screenwriters in Hollywood are currently unemployed because touch ups to dialogue are not no longer being done by second line writers. They're actually being done by AI <clears throat> AI programs, and it comes to this adage of can AI create art? Is AI so? I, I always think of you that? as you're the normal viewer. 
I'm a bit. I'm a fan. I'm a film. You're a I'm a film bro. You know, I love Logan. Bro. I love. I love these type of things. I think that's what I'm called. I think Dark Knight is one of the best films of all time. I think you could easily pocket me in there. I love the Big Lebowski. The Coen Brothers are fantastic. Love Christopher Nolan. Yeah, you know. big old film nerd. I, I prefer the remake to um, Little Women over the original. <clears throat> I'm basically a very generic film buff. buff, if you will. You're not. You're the average person. When you see a film in a cinema, you don't watch it because it's part of an extended series. You watch it because you want to watch it. Yes. If you, would you change your mind if it came out that this entire film had been written by AI, shot by AI. So Sora specifically says if you type in, um, I don't know, Western Hemisphere, it will it will you know develop a Western Hemisphere th- uh, image. Right. So, so basically, so basically, it limits filming as well. It, it limits mm. basically movie making. But isn't the f- the first step of all new technologies is the bit that you're very you know people hate computer com- so as an example people hate three D computer generated image arts because it took away from two D animators although that's technically not true two D animation was long dead before the three D animations came along they were using computers but there's always the birth of a new technology will always scare people will always scare people because it ends the era of an old technology and AI writing. I know Sora uses text to video imagery and that type of thing, but I'm talking about writing specifically now. Are we seeing the end of the screenwriter? So there's two things here that I want to mention. One, as soon as you open, I think it's Amazon Prime, you get offered AI Twilight, which is terrifying. Mm. So basically, I've not, got, I've only seen the synopsis of it because it freaks me out. They've basically said, create Twilight, and AI's done it. And yeah. it's created a film. And Sorry, I just raised me. Amazon Prime, don't you? Amazon Prime, there's yeah, yeah, a video yeah. called, yes. Sorry. And it's like AI Twilight, and it's just freaky because the people don't look like people. They've sort of merged fate. Oh, it's just creepy as hell. Hey, let's be honest, AI hasn't just... I know you've got a second point to make, but there's another point I want to make. AI's also destroyed... Like, I know you're a big Taylor Swift fan, and because she had the audacity to support her boyfriend at the Super Bowl, she now... Let's just let's put it this way. There's adult images out there now of her that's completely been generated by... Computers, a, yeah, by yeah, yeah. AI. They're not real photos at all. Yeah, no, but, but I'm saying before then, you, people would do it by hand and it would take probably longer, I'd imagine. But now it's like instantly, it's there. Yeah. So AI basically runs and can destroy lives already. Yeah. And we're at the first stage. First stage. Oh, I can't speak today. The thing about it, Stephen Fry, didn't he um, speak out against his voice being used without his consent? Yeah, that's another thing as well. You, terrifying. The reason I actually bring it up is um, they used AI, it's recently been announced, in The Flash. I know you didn't watch The Flash, but the Christopher Reeve was the well, well, he wasn't the original, but was probably the most famous actor to play mm. Superman until he had a horse accident and got paralysed. Oh, he died a few years ago, but they brought him back computer-generated, and it turned out they used AI imagery to do it, to help them. So it can also bring actors back from beyond the death. And there's always been a question of, to what extent is that acceptable? To what is acceptable? But now, if you've got AI actively, like, if people are out of job because of AI, is it something you should stop ending? Is it easier, though? If you're an indie filmmaker, doesn't it take the. I'm playing both sides. I love to play both sides. No, no. Doesn't think... it help out a smaller studio? If you can't. If you, like, let's look at it this way. If you've got a great film, let's, let's flip on its head. You've written the script and you want to make the film. Isn't it easier now to use Chat GBT or AI to basically create that film for you? Because but you can't afford, you can't afford Tom on... Cruise. You can't afford to do this. But I think it takes away the reality of it and the genuine nature of it. And the thing that makes people connect to films mm. is that human element that cannot be replicated, or I like to think cannot be replicated. Big talk. Big talk. Big talk. Probably too big for us. Oh, definitely. We're only tiny people. We are only tiny people. You like musicals? I am a fan. Mean Girls, the oh, remake. No. It turns God, out, no. It turns out it's a musical. Yeah, but I've how, got a question how did you. nobody know that? I didn't know that. I didn't I, know that no, until you told me. I didn't know it until I saw a meme. And but it was that one where everyone's at the cinema and they all grown at the same point when they so, realised it was turned into a song. So I've got a question for you. Mm. Am I an idiot? <laughs> because I didn't know it was a nobody musical. Nobody knew. That's the thing. Everyone went to the cinema so, and then found out there. So don't they need their money back? Because I saw the trailer for that and I we were having a conversation. I said, why are they remaking it? Why are they remaking why this they film? Remi- why is Tina Fey, who was like pretty much, isn't she the one who made the original? Why I, I, I don't know. I know that second? she made this. I, made, I know she's doing a <laughs> sequel. But I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't a musical in the trailer that I saw. No. So do they owe me money? Have you been catfished? I think we have been catfished. Have been catfished. catfished a lot of people. Yeah. But the one thing we do know is Joker 2 is a musical. We've been told that. Lady Gaga's obviously joined the cast. And she is incredible. 
And that always turned a lot of people off. I'm more interested in seeing it now that it's a musical. Like, so the Joker, obviously comic book character, not a huge fan. You I'm haven't really seen the original. I'm intrigued to see how it comes out because... It'd be different. Yes, yeah, so my favourite TV series of all time is called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And they use musicals, they use songs to narrate changes and ideas and concepts and really stupid stuff that you wouldn't really be able to have a conversation about. They do through wacky songs, so they take a musical song and just warp it out of all sorts into something funny. If they did that and made it quirky, mm. that would be quite interesting. I think if it becomes ballads and monologues, then people will switch off. I think it's got to be upbeat. It's got to be off-brand. It's got to be that bit different. So I loved. I I one of the Joker's one of my favorite fictional characters. I like Whacking Phoenix's The Joker. I love Tom Phillips' The Film The Joker. Sequel's coming out, I want to go see it. Are you more or less likely interested to go watch it now that you know that it's a musical? Probably more of intrigue. But it, well, I don't know. It depends what the first reviews are. And I don't... Oh, I, I never, don't. I no, no, I don't mean reviews. the big people talking. I mean, if Aaron went, oh, I watched it, dog shit, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to go see it then. Mm. It's a big risk. Speaking of musicals... Hmm. <laughs> rank some! Way! Everyone's talking about Jamie. So I've seen this on Instagram so much at the moment because Joanna Fletcher's gone in to play uh, the teacher. I reckon four. Four. Ooh. Technically not film. Someone's going to get angry. Mm. Hamilton. One. Always one. Forever one. one. Gone a bit old school here. Don't mm-hmm. talk too much about Hamilton. Greece. As a musical fan, um, did when did you watch Greece? Oh, it's. I remember just watching it as a kid. Because that film was fucking problematic. I didn't realise. <laughs> like, like, like. I believe College Humor did a sketch with Kanicki. He goes, "Did she put up a fight?" And you're like, "No, that is the lyric." Like, he genuinely asked, "Did she put up a fight?" Like, yeah, yeah, Kanicki, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I didn't realise a lot of it. Like, I didn't realise. So there's a whole thing where Rizzo might be pregnant. Yeah, because she's had the sex. Well, no, but it's a great news because she's not pregnant. Hey. Well, no, because that. They're in the bathroom and she's like, I'm missing first period. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's what Americans call first lesson. So she's, so she's missed the lesson. <laughs> and then I became a teenager and, you know, realised what life was. And I was like, oh. And there's so much that I just missed first time. And I think that's why I watched it so young, because you don't get those jokes or those comments. Yeah. But yeah, no, it doesn't age doesn't age that well. I remember someone trying And to... also, Sandy just changes herself for a guy. That's, that's the moral of the story. That's my, that's my biggest thing. Is like at the end, it's like he tries to change himself. He like he tries to become a jock. He tries to become an intellect, and he and he fails because he's a greaser, no good greaser. Okay, that's fine. But she's allowed to change herself. Like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, mm. she can easily like. I love the fact she takes smoking at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like, like love this love this idea. But then, uh, why does Grease lightning fly into space. <laughs> why, why doesn't it? Why wouldn't it? Because it's, it's grease lightning. Because when they're singing about it, at no point do they go, "Oh, it has the power of flight." Right. I feel like you haven't understood. <laughs> it's grease lightning. Like, I feel like I haven't understood as well. Also, beauty school dropout was beauty big in the fifties. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think it's a fucking dumpster fire of a film. And oh, the, I love the it. The best thing about Grease is there is a sequel with Michelle Pfeiffer that oh, is somehow worse. We don't worse. talk about the sequel. Uh, it's Grease. like Dirty Dancing 2. Don't talk about the sequel. I'm going to put it as five. Dirty Dancing, if you're talking about problematic, how fuck could be in jail? No, I know, but it's in, like, they made a sequel called, like, Havana Nights. Oh, it's dog shit. Anyway. This one's going to be controversial. Oh, dear God. Why'd you do this? The Greatest Showman. So obviously, so I've, it's I have obviously a problem who it's with based it. on. Yes, I, have I a refuse problem. to watch it because it's, it's 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 hard. I always forget the person it's based on. I know he ran Peter the, Barnum. Peter Barnum. He he ran the House of Freaks, didn't he? Uh, My thing with it is that it's not accurate at all, and therefore but you what stick- we're doing is we're using a modern lens to yes. say if this was now, here's how we can make the circus acceptable. Here's how we can change the story. So it's now about celebrating difference rather than exploiting people with difference. But that's not what happens. No, and that's what I have the problem with. So if it was a tool for which people could go, right, let's find out what actually happened, rather than going, isn't it romantic that Zendaya found Zac Efron? Yeah, and uh, I th- just think, if you're telling this story, you're like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to make a musical, you're like, oh, is it going to be like the demon barb, the demon barber of Butcher Street? Fleet Street. Fleet Street, sorry. It's like, oh, no, no, we'll get Hugh Jackman and we'll give him a good old pearly white smile 
and hmm. it'd be his charming self. And you're like, oh, you're not... Are you, I mean, don't get me wrong, the songs are bloody brilliant. They are amazing songs. And that's the thing, I, the reason I put it in here is, are you going to be judging it on the quality or I the historical inaccuracy? The historical inaccuracy kills me, but then so does it every time I see a Viking helmet with horns. Um, All right, Yorkshire, or as we say in Yorkshire, Yorvik. Well, hey, I'm going to put it as a three, because that's the lowest I can go. It is. So your number two is our first date film. Oh, in the nice. This is always this always mean a lot to me. To be fair, I'm glad that Limon Miranda made the top two because he is the greatest mind this world has ever seen. I can guarantee there'll be someone writing in going, Hamilton is technically not a film. And I'd like to point out that person is probably going to be you. So trailers. <laughs> yep. We've, we've watched some. We, we, we don't go to the cinema anymore because such is life. We're saving for a wedding. We set a date, by the way. Um, so we... We, we live our life via YouTube and we watch trailers of films that we, we, we will never go see. So No, and I think there is something that we've lost, the magic of the adverts, because it's when the Odin goes, and now, the trailers. You specially picked for this feature, that's right. And you're like, shut up. Um, but also, I'm ready. Ghostbusters. Now, the reason I've picked Ghostbusters is because you and I went to the cinema. We saw that one uh, again... To really enjoy that, you kind of have to see other films. However, it's a nostalgia trip. It's got... I want to talk about this trailer specifically, The Frozen Empire. I'm going to tell you now, I first saw the trailer, I thought, hey, that's right, that's fun. I rewatched it. It was like, oh, it's a bit quirky. It's bringing the right characters back. But weirdly, I've not got nostalgia glasses on. I would like them to be in it very little. Not, yeah, not they've got much. to be there as an actual character with a purpose rather than just appearing because they've been in the previous. Yeah, so... Or... They need to propel the storyline forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't want them to be like the main point of fighting ghosts. Maybe come back at the end like they did in the in the in the first one. I'm going to tell you now though, the third trailer, the final trailer, the one that's a minute, which is the one that we watched first before we watched <laughs> the other ones. Um, I think it's done something that Ghostbusters franchise has never done before. It's made it quite scary. I thought I was, I was watching this going. They've gone for more of a horror element. Yeah, I was really liking that. But I think that's better. And I think what I liked about it was the stupid jokes are still in it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm What's a the big, horny line? That's a good one. It's a big, tall and horny coming through or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's Bill Murray at his best. Give him a few lines. He'll knock him out of the park. I love Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd's chameleon. Such he a can, good character. Such he, a good pick for character as well. He can he can work, I think, with anyone. Like, if you gave him a mop, he would act with it. Like, he, he could he would give you something he would, with that yep, mop. Yep. Um, I'm going to say, it's a watch for me. It's a watch for me. I want to go to the cinema and watch Frozen Empire. It's out at the end of this month. See, I want to watch it. I wouldn't necessarily go to the cinema to watch it. But then, and do you know what? It's Ghostbusters, so I think you do have to see it in a big screen. I think the back, yeah, I would. Especially as we went to go to the cinema to see the first one. Yeah, and to be fair, that was better than I was expecting, so it would probably be <clears> the same with this one as well. How do you... Did you watch the female remake? No, God, no. It, it was shit, and it's nothing to do with it. It'll be an all-female recast. No, it's, but it is it's the difference of chalk it, and cheese. Was was No, it's, to me, it's the writing. No, so the reason it was a shit movie, and this is saying as I've not watched it, is because it was written to be an all-female remake. It wasn't made to be a good story. It wasn't made to be amazing. It was made to be an all-female reboot. That was the entire purpose of the film, and therefore it had no legs to stand on. She watched Ocean's Eleven, the uh, George Clooney ones. Well, they remade them, and, and they said they did a an all feel an all female remake with Sandra Bullock, Kate mm. Blanchett, and it was called Ocean's Eight. Yes, that wasn't an all female remake. That was a film that just happened to have an all female cast, and that was actually really well. I quite liked Ocean's Eight. Well, I thought it was a lot different. better than fucking Ocean's Twelve, whatever the fuck that was. But that that's the point. It's is there a story to be told here, or are we just doing something for the sake of it? Yeah. So I so when it comes to remaking, someone says, "Oh, you just hate." No, genuinely, Ghostbusters. 2016, I think it was, was, was genuinely a fire, in a, fire. In, a, in a hospital. It was that bad. <laughs> it was It was really that bad. I remember watching it wanting to pull out my own eyes and hurl them into space. It was that bad. Yeah. Um, I know I spoke about this with Aaron, but you know I've got a panache for a bit of random building explosions. What? Kong. Kong and Godzilla, they're, they're back. I don't get the point of them, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I summed this up when I was talking to Aaron about it. It's, it's, it's Kong and Godzilla to... F- join up to fight slightly bigger Kong I don't know why there's humans in it I, I, I don't not. get I don't get these films because I just think but why so like I just think of my nephew who's three who has like play figures yep. and he's like this person's going to fight this person whoa 
Really? And it's just that on a big scale with a fancy camera. We live in a world now, though, where if you want it, you can have it. And that's basically what the Marvel franchise, coming back to Marvel or DC, you can have it. No longer do you have Batman and Superman in separate worlds. You can have them fight each other. You can have Iron Man join Thor and fight Thanos. You can have that. And so, essentially, there is a writer out there who grew up with a giant Godzilla and a giant Kong and just went, one of these days, I'm going to make a great film. But then a studio executive says, people won't watch it unless there's a storyline. I couldn't... Why is there a storyline? If it was just two hours of Godzilla pounding piss out of, of Kong in so a So what you want city, is a WWE of fantasy oh, beasts. no... That's what I want. I would never watch it. I never, <laughs> never go to the cinema to see it. Why? Why would you? <laughs> see, I just, I don't. No, I'm not gonna watch it. Um, don't get me wrong. You'll probably say watch it, and I'm like, okay, but no. Eh. No, it, I. Nah. When COVID happened, the first, so this is a sequel. The first one was actually I really liked seeing that film because I went to the cinema to see it. Yeah. But it was because it was the first time I'd been out of the house because I worked during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It was the first relaxing thing I'd done outside of work. Yeah. For like nine months because everyone else so when what I mean by that is lockdown you know people went out to eat in restaurants and stuff like that you know it's like help out by eating out that type yeah. of thing I didn't get to do anything I was basically working so I was working I was working at Sainsbury's and then the only time it's like oh the cinema's open for like a week go 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 you can see Tenant or you can see Kong versus Godzilla and I was like I'm not in the mood. I just need to get out of the house I'll yeah. go see and it was good fun I enjoyed it but, but you know if I had a choice I'm probably not going to go watch it no you don't play video games no, not really. Like a bit of Stardew Valley, he doesn't. Borderlands. Right, this looked fun. So This looked a bit like Suicide Squad vibes. Yes. And it's either going to be dogshite or amazingly epic. I think it's going to be epic. I, I, so I own the games and I don't think I've ever actually played them. I bought them when Steam do a sale. Yeah. They knock them down to about seven quid. I've bought three of them, I think, and I haven't played a single one. It is, I think it's going for that Dare, uh, Deadpool hard 18 vibe yeah definitely Kate Blanchett looks like she's having fun you've got Jack Black as the voice of the robot you've I got, love Jack Black you've got Kevin Hart I think it's going to be set up for Brit. it's a world that not many people have experienced because not everyone plays video games but it does kind of fit into that alternative like, kick-ass type of world I like that we're accessing stories from video games because I'll never play a video game because I don't care enough yeah but that doesn't mean I don't want those kind of worlds yeah the fantasy world and I think video games do that better than anything else of the fantasy like the witcher world where they create this entire sphere that you can be part of and this entire immersive experience and I want those stories I just don't want to play a game with them yeah no I can understand (coughs) I've had a bit of a smorgasbord I'm going to finish it off with we went to the BBC I played the other day and we watched a classic film which I think was on the 50 films that we should have done oh go us so we went so we went we went with some of the Monty Pythons, Michael Palin and obviously John Cleese, joined by, I think he was nominated for an Oscar, Kevin Klein, in his role as Otto the Hitman. And yeah. obviously Jamie Lee Curtis, who fucks everyone over, talking about the classic British comedy, A Fish Called a Wonder, which I'm going to tell you now, huge fan of. Loved yeah, it growing loved it. up. I do think it ages quite well. There's obviously bits where Otto freaks Michael Palin out by pretending to be gay. Yeah, there's, there's, there's things like that that are a like, bit awkward, but... John Cleese openly cheating on his wife and she's the hero and, and it's kind of like real life I think it's yeah, kind of what happened so I absolutely loved it but I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what genre it was I didn't know who was in it I just watched it and the story unfolded um, obviously I wanted to watch it because it, it's called A Fish Called Wanda and our dog is in love with a dog called Wanda mm. um, so it was just a full cycle really but it was actually really good and I enjoyed it and I loved that there was no hero to the piece there was no one that you rooted for but you also rooted for Jamie Lee Curtis who was brilliant she was just so like natural and easy and versatile and I just thought she was incredible her character is fucking ridiculous and what I mean by that she gets turned on by Otto talking Italian but then she finds out that's not the height of pleasure. The height of pleasure is listening to John Cleese talk Russian. Whilst it was he's downstairs doing the unsexiest undress you've ever seen. But in I'm going to tell you, I like that because that is real. Like yeah, when I definitely. give you a sexy dance, I'm rolling my socks up to make sure I don't lose one. You know that. You know, <laughs> it is. It is. It is quite possibly the most nearest to life I've oh, ever God, seen. Oh God, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I do think it holds up well. I know a lot of the plaudits went to Kevin Klein. His his character of Otto, who's basically. Deranged, you know, oh, off God, the yeah. eats a fish. Don't call me stupid. Like he, he, <laughs> he's a Buddhist, but quotes Nietzsche and, and is wrong. And Jamie Lee Curtis calls him on a shit. I think the hero is Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, it's just a survivor. I don't. 
I always seem to forget how much I love Jamie Lee Curtis. When were we meant to? When were we meant to root for John Cleese? Because I wanted her to get away on her own. I didn't want her to end up with the guy. He's going to hold her down. There is that scene where she asks him, "Are you rich?" And he says no, and you can see a heartbreak. I was like, no, she just she just wants money. I know, that's and, what I felt like with you. Whether you picked poorly, then, didn't you? <laughs> um, I still think Michael Palin is great. I yes. love Michael Palin. Amazing, I think he's very underrated. You know, the, 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 the stutter, which I developed then myself, is love of animals. Him trying to kill the old lady. But all he does is uh, he kills he the dogs. He gets with chips. And he gets waterboarded with... Oh, yeah, he has to... He's got the chips in his nose and he can't breathe. And... <laughs> It's just brilliant. I fucking love that. Um, I just think it's four leads that were all, I'll be honest, they were fucking spectacular. Yeah. It was fun to rewatch it. Um, Such strong characters as well. Well written. Yes, definitely. Without question. The Femme Fatale, though, by Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she might actually be one of my favourite characters. She's just she, brilliant because she goes between roles of, oh, yeah, this is my brother, this is my lover. She outsmarts everyone, but... Be- and she outsmarts everyone and is the winner at the end, I guess. So that's all yeah. you can ask for. Uh, I fucking, I do you know what? I just realised I love that. They did a sequel. Uh, sorry, the the. Um, What's it called? A fish called Fred. No, it's it's not a sequel. It's the same cast. It's the same cast with a with a lot more British names in it, and it's about it's called Fierce Creatures. They're a lot. Oh, older. and I looked at Stephen Fry cameoed. Yes, can at we the see a boarding pass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did. They did a sequel called Fierce Creatures, and it's about. Um, it's about Rupert Murdoch, really, actually. Kevin, uh, Kevin Klein, dual roles. Uh, and he basically buys it. He, he, convoluted, sorry, buys a zoo. And John Cleese runs it. But I'm going to tell you now, it's not well received, but I think it's fucking hilarious. I, if you ever get a chance to see Fierce Creatures with John Cleese, it's basically the same. Yeah, I'll see, what it, I'll see it, if I see it. It is. It's not as good as Fiscal One, but I do think it's a worthy spiritual successor. I quite liked it. I, yeah. I like, I like, I like nostalgia. That's <laughs> what I am. Um... Feeling like we're coming up soon to a big episode. Big episode that I've been pushing for for a while, and I think I might do it with you. Oh. We're going to do one of my favourite actors of all time. We're going to do Tim Curry. Oh. So, Tim Curry, that's going to be a big one. So, I'm asking listeners to get in touch with your favourite Tim Curry movie memory. Or moment. Or moment. That would be absolutely cracking. I mean, we're going hard, Tim Curry. Pirate. That's it. I'm probably going to sing on that episode as well, so you've been warned. There's, there's, in we'll the tell na- you when to mute. In the 90s, remember this, in the 90s, Tim Curry was the number one A-lister in the yeah. world. He was the... You wanted a devil, you go to him. You want a clown that kills children, you go to him. You want a <laughs> diamond smuggler who goes against talking apes in the film Congo, if that exists, you go to Tim Curry. Tim Curry was the man at one point. And it's that, just the charisma that oozes I from him. fucking love Tim Curry. Sad what happened to him. He still does a lot of voice work, so we still get a chance to celebrate nowadays. We're going to be talking Tim Curry soon of an episode I'm very passionate about. Please get in touch with your favourite moments, memories, movies, mishaps. It's Tim Curry. We're going to Tim Curry everywhere. We're going to... Jow- no, I've got nothing. <laughs> you just got, want I, Joe I, up. I, I, I was trying to come with Curry Pons. <laughs> Oh, babes. Anyway, let's pop it on. <laughs> oh, that, that. I feel like this episode's over. Right, um, it was a short episode this week. We just wanted to talk tomfoolery and shenanigans. And thank you, Esther, for being a lovely guest. You're welcome. And thank you for listening and downloading. If you please uh, leave a review, like, comment, all that stuff, it really helps out. Share with a friend, share with your mum. It's been a while since you spoke to her. It's Mother's Day soon. Is it today? No. Right, okay. Otherwise, we're the worst children ever. Anyway, Mother's Day's coming up. Maybe she'd like an episode of Sorry You're My Seat. And do you know what? We'll do Mother's Day shout-outs. So um, if yeah, you love we, your mum... We definitely won't be doing that. No, we definitely won't, but we'll say we will, then we sound good. So um, comment with your mum's name and we'll uh, say hi to your mum the next episode. So thank you for listening, and if I don't see you later, that would be a shame. Goodbye. <laughs>